Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse Video Game News and Reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. Welcome to episode 70. How awesome is that? My name is Alex. I go by Crossing the Gaming Community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And Jadimes. What up? All right, we're recording on Tuesday, April 21st, because yesterday, where we normally record on a Monday, uh, everything was stupid with my uh, audio setup, and I said, uh, screw it, let's play uh, For the King, and we did that instead, and it was fun. Um, but we're here today to talk about a bunch of different stuff that's happening in, in the uh, in the world of video game news. There's actually a lot kind of going on, so we're going to uh, dive into that. Um by the way, I think I've seen this PS5 controller somewhere else, and there's an Animal Crossing swap yeah, meet going on. Yeah, the ESRB uh, tries to protect us from ourselves, and when will we? Uh, when will we ready for a gaming convention, Diddy? These items, along with EA jumping into the cloud gaming space, on this episode of Joystick and Mouse. So first things first, Diddy, <laughs> with all <laughs> with your grammatical errors. <laughs> Uh, how's your island coming along? Uh, good, good, good. That's I had KK Sli KK Slider was uh was there. We had the jam session. Oh, I still haven't gotten that far. I played. I I got a uh, I got. I, I think I got all my ramps and bridges in where I want them, and I I have the the thing I got which I wanted was the island designer, so I can change where the <sighs> cliffs are. I made this nice three-tiered waterfall with a big pond at the top. Dude, I'm way behind, man. It's pretty cool. I'm way behind. Um, uh, Jade Imes, how's, how's your you. island going, by the way? My island? Yeah. As in my house in Woodbridge, or are you referring to Animal Crossing? An Animal Crossing, right? Yeah. No, I don't play Animal Crossing. God, you're such a... God, look at you. you. You know, I'm going to tell you, this is a sad thing. I can't even tell you when is the last <laughs> time I played the Switch. Seriously, like I can't tell you the last. No, uh, that that's not true. I was gonna say I can't tell you the last time I played any other console, but that today's video game review is gonna be uh, contrary to that belief. Maybe, maybe this week I still need to pay that that um that Walking Dead the last the last thing the last Clementine. Oh is yeah, that out. I think they yeah. finished it. I think. Oh, yeah. is it out for Switch? I think it. Yeah, I think so. I Man, think they. I, I think they said that if you bought it. Like, you know, because if you bought it new now, you can only get in the Epic Game Store. But if you already owned it, then they were still going to fill those orders on the whatever console you bought it on. Wow. So, Interesting. so yeah, okay. uh, that and then, you know, me and my division, my love hate relationship with the uh, company that is massive I gaming. Um, yeah. Yeah, we played a little bit of that last week. Yeah, Diddy and I have been continuing our journey, and, and why don't we take a moment and, cr and finish chronicling some of the the adventures that we've all been on um, in video games before we jump into the news. So, Diddy and I have continued to trek through post apocalyptic Washington D.C. And uh, what, what do we do, Diddy? It's way cool. Uh, we're in the second section now. We're uh, down. Uh, what is it? Judicial Square. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, clearing out the the, the uh, caches there and and taking out the safe houses and we went on we went on we did that special mission the last time too which uh, was sort of cool. Yeah. Uh. Well, we went in and did the the hazmat zone. Right. Which which was pretty cool. What what, what is that called again? 
Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Jadines? The like where you have to where you enter. What is it when the contaminated zone? Contaminated yeah, zone. Thank, thank you. you. Yep. Yeah, it's gnarly, dude. We were in that the was Natural cool. History Museum. We saw, you know, if you've ever been to DC and you've walked into the Natural History Museum, you know, you, you come up to this like huge woolly mammoth in the in the, the big uh, mammoths are there in front. Yeah, it, like as soon as you walk in, it's like kind of towering, and then they've got all these multiple levels, and it's a very like you just remember it when you walk into the lobby of this place, uh, and they totally captured that man. I thought that that was very really accurate. Cool. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of things that they get really right, but then there's like funny things like, like uh, what is it? The DCD instead of the CDC. Uh, there has to be something where they couldn't use the real names or uh, Potomac oh, Event sure. Center, which is the Kennedy Center. Yeah, yeah and it yeah. looks just like the Kennedy Center, but they don't call it that. Yeah, well, probably because, like to Diddy's point, probably because they can't, right? Like, I don't think that you're le like it might be a trademark name or yeah, but like Astro Donuts pops up in the game. Is that a thing? Yeah, oh, Astro yeah. Donuts is the greatest donut ever. better than Texas Donuts. Well, no, yeah. Texas Donuts are good. So listen, Texas Donuts <laughs> are good because they've got <laughs> the, um, the collage, right? The collage is great. But I feel like if you get any, if you just get a donut, like a donut's a donut. But the collage uh, is amazing. Is the collage okay, the Texas. thing with the hot dog in it? Yes. Yes, I had that there. Fuck, yeah. dude. But I, I'll tell you what, I was on the toilet for like two days, but it was worth it. it was you, need to, you, Texas you need to donuts. strengthen your stomach. No, you bro, this is just my DNA. Stomach. I eat Texas I, donuts are the closest thing you can get to Tim Hortons, which are the best donuts. But listen, if you go to Astro's Donuts, right, you can get a creme brulee donut. Creme brulee donut. I had to let that right. sink in for a second. So they mm. put the custard in the middle of the donut, right? It goes around the donut. And then on the top of the donut, they do the, um, I forget what you call that, when you put the flame to the, to the, uh, to the sugar. Uh, I swear I heard you oh, say you put the flame that? to the stripper. No, what see, I swear I heard see, you say. see, that's not what I said, but your mind, your yeah, mind is someplace it, where it shouldn't be, sir. Can't help um, it. Just goes there. They also have a banana pudding donut right now. God, all this sounds great. Man, you can go into Astro's you know, it's, and get a fried it, chicken sandwich between a glazed donut. Now. I know. I just want to go there. You just can't and get go it. anywhere. I mean, you could go. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Oh, man. Gosh, I'm just I saying mean, you could. I told you, you I also had, have it delivered. I had Foster's. Oh my God, it was Jeez, glorious. Really? Listen, see, I can't get Foster's. I went, I went and picked it up. Oh my God, it was glorious. It was so good. What? What uh, did you get? Oh, it's burger and fries. Just, to, listen, we could all drive to Alex's house, get Foster's, and we could sit on the lawn and observe social distancing. We just could, sit, yeah, sit in your respective cars outside my house, and and we'll all just, yeah, yeah. could do that. We'll sit in the be driveway. Like, be like a drive, uh, like a drive-in. Yeah, like we'll, Sonic. Yeah, we'll put a movie up on the on the garage doors. It'll be yeah, fun. yeah. I'm trying to figure. You know, Willie and I's birthdays are both the 17th, and Vanessa's is the 25th. And Vanessa was trying to figure out, like, yo, what do we do for Will for his birthday? You know, it's his 14th birthday. She's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anything's gonna be open. I was like, yeah, we could take a drive uh, through Skyline. You know, like you oh, don't have to deal with people. You can just get in the car. Yeah. But I think that park is closed. I think they closed it. Oh, so, all U.S. parks are closed. Yeah. But, but all also, of them. Yeah. is that kid going to care about Skyline Drive? 
Scotland Drive is beautiful, though. Okay, it yeah. is. I'm not, I'm not the house on that. your birthday. I'm not arguing that, but listen, it's better than sitting in the house, right? I know. I hey, I hear you. I'm just yeah. thinking that. Let that man play some. Uh, play some. Uh, what's the game he's playing now? Oh, uh, what's he playing now? That young man, not man. He's not a young. He's not um, we just bought him something. What'd you buy him? That he wanted to play. Shit. Does it start with the final end with the Fantasy Seven? Remake? No, it wasn't that. He, you know, he's asked for that for years when they were talking about doing that remake. Uh-huh. And then it took so long, I think he just ceased to care. Um, shit, I don't know what the game was. Doom. Then he uh, just asked us to hey, Doom. That is that's Doom exactly. Eternal. Is it Doom? Doom. Yeah. Damn, but I think he finished it. Right. I think he. Yeah, finished I finished it. it. And then he finished Resident Evil. I think I had like two or three. It like would be, um, three is on the PC, yeah, and because it was in Game Pass. Re- wait, wait, Resident Evil that's three is on two. Game Pass. Maybe no, two is two. on Game Pass. Oh, oh, I, if it's it on Game Pass, bro, I want to play yeah. that. I just finished World War Z. That was. Oh, fun. did you? Nice. Yeah, but I just fun. I just downloaded. Um, well, I bought that humble bundle pack that I told y'all to buy, and neither of you bought. Um, had the um, the Battleshock collection in it. So he's yeah, but I just got, I got two more games. I got um, Just Cause Four came out on yep, yeah. uh, Epic for free. Yep. Yeah. And but there were so many good games in there for twenty bucks. I know, man. No, yeah. I don't blame you. I actually have a bunch of them. Like, I mean, the Bioshock series was in there too. Like, I mean, you can get stuff. Spec Ops for a dollar, people. If you've never played Spec Ops: The Line, mm-hmm. go pay the one dollar. You don't even have to buy the rest of the that's right the best of the pack for a dollar on the 2k humble bundle you can get spec ops line which is one of the greatest war shooters of the last decade yeah yeah that and i bought witcher i mm. for pc yep yeah so and and you can use alex's uh affiliate link and uh, he'll get a little, a little something. That's something. right. I am a uh, humble bundle affiliate. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Right. That. See, I'm trying to help you out here. Look at that. <laughs> I, if, I am a humble bundle partner. So if you go to joystickandmouse.com, <laughs> I think there's a link to, uh, yeah, something there. But anyway, there's a um, lot of good games in there. A lot of good games. There are. You know, before there we are. jump, uh, and before we jump into the to the news, Diddy, we we need to talk about filthy casuals here. We need we need to give a yeah. update. What what? So what are we at are right we now? Keep- Five, right? Oh no, Five? dude. We're Six. Eight. eight out of twelve. Eight. Eight yeah. of twelve. Eight oh, out yeah, of eight. twelve. Eight of twelve normal. Normal on, uh, Nihilotha. Yeah. Okay. So so the the raid team that Alex and I met on is a very casual raid team. We only raid one night a week. Uh most raid teams raid two nights a week. And this team freaking kills it. Yep. They are they, we're they're an amazing group of people um they do an awesome job and we've been reading what this is what our fifth week coming up fourth or fifth maybe i think it's the fifth week and and we're already at eight to twelve normal it's killer dude and we have a lot of good people uh, and a lot of folks that have, have a lot experience of and, and it's just it, yeah it's a lot of fun so it's uh, just a bunch of good tune good in live every wednesday at 8 p.m yep. eastern if you want to watch my point of view you can be uh here twitch.tv slash alexlbisu and watch that raid happen live uh kind of watch behind the scenes of a raid leader if you want to see that 
Uh, Diddy is also streaming on his Warlock, yep. uh, twitch.tv slash Diddy Does Games. So go check that out. Hit that follow button. Help Diddy get affiliate. Uh, we're going to start a GoFundMe for Diddy's affiliate uh, deal there. We're going to get that going. Um, anything else, dudes, before we jump into the news? Nah. Uh, nah, no, no, not a lot. Not a lot. You know, we're all stuck in house. For uh, I know. Dude. Got my got a new mask. A new mask. With, uh, yeah, with Marvel Marvel uh, characters. Oh yeah, I saw that. I like that. It was very nice. It was a very nice mask. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. I liked it. I need to order some more masks. I got a feeling that we're going to end up back at work and we're still going to be wearing masks. Yeah. So. So we just ordered a bunch and figured <laughs> some of them will come first and some of them will come later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a company called Brave Gowns. Yes, who, uh, I've heard of them. Yep. They, uh, they're doing a lot of good work donating masks to first responders all over the country. Um, and that's where we bought our masks. And they're really yeah. nice masks. I have realized that I have ears that are very small, proportionate to the rest of my head. Um, and those little thingies, I do. My ears are tiny. Let's see it. Let's see it. Look, I don't know if y'all can see it, but can you see that? I don't like see, I, your, I I don't see your ears. Wait, yeah. hold on. I just had to zoom in. Okay. No, no, now I see him. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I got like, I have a big head, like, but I have very small ears. So it's making a pain to wear like those straps. So I need to find yeah. somebody that's got a glow forge. <laughs> that could make me one of those little um those little bands that can go around the back. Oh, that there you the go, yeah. Can oh, no. the back of. Yeah, barrel of monkeys. Oh my god, that's brilliant. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't have barrels. Do you know how perfect. long ago it's been since played with the, each, one, one, one little arm on each one? Of course, great. I have a lady that used to work with me. <laughs> Hilarious. And I think <laughs> if I uh that she, she has a glowforge, and I, I think if I send her a message and Pay the postage, she'll probably send me some. Try it. Keep us surprised. Let us know. Janet. It's hilarious. But yeah, check out Brave Gowns if you're uh, in the yeah. market to buy, buy masks. It's, it's a good cause. It's Love a good it. cause. Yep. We've been trying to use Etsy and people that are local. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just to... yeah it took me two weeks to get these masks. So there's the downside. But... Yeah, we had um, a, a friend of the a friend of the family was making a bunch of masks and made one for me. And so I, well, I think I talked about that on the show, but. That was super handy. Like, yeah, you I, need to order your wife and child some. Masks. We have, we actually have some disposable masks. <laughs> well, since I'm the one primarily going out and taking care of things, it's just, oh, it's yeah. just for me. I'm keeping them at home where they don't get. Sick. Vanessa I get and sick I end up usually myself. going out together because she's the one I think that gets more stir crazy than I do. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's such a homebody, man. Well, since it's just Beck and I, we we both go. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like Sunday afternoon, she'll be like. I need to get out of the house and we'll just go drive around. Hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we tag team, like when we go to Costco, like we tag team it out. I'm now in possession of about a hundred rolls of toilet paper plus the 5,600 feet of commercial toilet paper. That's so so I think we're dude. good. Yeah. Every time we go, if they got, if they got toilet paper at Costco, we buy it. We buy a pack. It's funny. Well, um, everybody at home, I hope you're staying safe and enjoying uh, this quarantine time as best as you can. And uh, we, we want you to stay safe and enjoy some of this news. Here we go. Geek responsible. I thought that was part of the stinger for a second that I played. So I was like, what the hell did that happen? All right, Diddy, you're up. Uh, 
right. Sony's new DualSense PS5 controller was announced this week. Well, actually, it's two weeks ago since we missed because of gaming stuff. Anyways, uh, the gamepad we'll be using with the new PlayStation 5 and the next-gen console land to late 2020 has been unveiled. Um, I'm sure most of you, being video game people, have seen this. It looks suspiciously like somebody else's controller that's been around for about 15 years. Who, who's? I'm sorry, J-Dimes, whose controller is that? <laughs> Man, listen, I it looks like an Xbox One controller. Man, it does. But do you know what I really thought it looked like when I looked at it first? I thought it looked more like the Google controller. I thought it looked like the Switch controller. You think? Which I think looks a lot like the Xbox controller. Yeah, maybe you're right. But so here's my here's my Switch Pro. I felt controller. like it kind of looked like a Stadia controller, like what you were saying. I thought it looked. Yeah, you see, like uh, it kind of, yeah, it kind of does look a little bit like a uh, like a Switch controller. But the Switch controller is also very much like an Xbox like the... controller. Yeah. Right. Like they obviously got the memo of what a good controller looks like. And so there's the. There's Xbox. Yeah. Diddy's holding them up right there, too. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty much the same. Um, Pretty close. I, mean, I don't fault them. Like, it's it's a better controller build. You know, everybody that makes a controller. There's the Google controller. I mean, here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's your current See, those Sony controller. So similar. That's the Google controller and the Switch controller. Those look yeah. really similar. Yeah. So, uh, man, Microsoft maybe should have had some copyright. I don't know. No, I mean, hey, all the better for us consumers is what I say because, um, and at least it isn't. At least it isn't this god awful thing anymore. I know the, the PlayStation, the PlayStation is, DualShock controller is my least favorite, and and I've said that a lot on this show. But I think one thing that I think horrendous. W- one thing that I have trouble with is like if it's like a strange form factor, whereas. You can kind of grip it a little bit better. I don't know. With like, you know, man hands, you have. Listen, I don't think the controller holds bad. Like, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. It's not as good as the Xbox. It holds bad. I think it just in in my opinion, because like your 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 hand is kind of like like this the whole time. Like that's the only controller that I. Well, the other the other watching live on Twitch similar. Um, that's the only one where my hands get tired or cramp. Which one? This PlayStation. Mm. The PlayStation one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I thought was really cool about the PlayStation it's almost like controller, wrapped around the top of it too much. Yeah, like the place. Th- this new PlayStation controller gave me a lot of like Mass Effect vibes, like Mass Effect Andromeda vibes, with the white armor and the blue glowiness. Uh. So so I love yeah. the aesthetic of it. I'm pleased with the form factor. Ultimately, it's going to depend on hey, when do you get it in your hands? What's it going to feel like? Um so holiday 2020 is going to be uh the time frame when we can expect the PlayStation 5 to come out. And, and in fact, we're going to talk a little bit about PlayStation 5 uh and some of the price points that we saw. Before we do that, let's dive a little bit more into the controller. What is DualSense? Sony's next uh, generation PlayStation 5 controller of, uh, available holiday 2020. Uh, what will be the controller's price? 
we don't know, but probably around like 70 bucks. Oof. And, I can't uh, imagine it's any less than the new, this one, which is seventy dollars. Yeah, so. exactly. Man, has anybody have have any of y'all ever paid seventy dollars for a controller? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, like I mean, I paid more than that for my elite, but yeah. Um, I have not paid full seven... price for any of the controllers. Well, let's all I always always buy them on sale, but <laughs> but yes. But, you know, one other thing that we need to talk about is does this DualSense um, or I'm sorry, can you still use a PlayStation 4 controller on the PS5? And according to PlayStation, that's a yes. Yes. They well, said, yeah, good. you can. And if you like that. Yep. I don't know why you would, but if you like it, you can use it. Uh, so um, let's talk about well, some of the features. People should just buy that Astro controller and call it a day. Let's talk about some of the features. You got haptic feedback. Haptic feedback will replace the DualShock 4's rumble technology. And while the rumble technology seen in the PS4 controller vibrates intensely during particular in-game events, it wasn't particularly fine-tuned to the player's experience. And haptic feedback simulates touch, meaning the controller will output vibrations or movements to replicate a real-life touch experience. That's somewhat sensual. Take it as you will. Yeah. This aims to prove to improve the controller's feedback and therefore players' immersion. In an interview with Business Insider Japan. Um, uh, it says uh, 3D audio and the haptic feedback support of the controller are also things that when you try them, you'll be surprised at how big a change they are. Even just playing the racing game Gran Turismo Sport on a PlayStation 5 controller is a completely different experience. So before we jump into some of the other pieces, I wanted to bring it, the conversation back. What are your thoughts on haptic feedback? Do you guys really, truly believe in that hype? I don't like it. I, I love it. Um, I've especially uh, the game we're playing currently, Alex and I, even though Jay Dimes hates it, uh, Animal Crossing. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. If you do any it. kind of fishing in Animal Crossing, it's essential to have the haptic feedback turned on. Haptic you feedback is cool. You can't catch the fish without it. Why don't you like it, Jay Dimes? Um, because I think in especially uh, shooting games, they tend to make it entirely too aggressive and it becomes a distraction to the gameplay for me. Um, I feel like that's like, I don't know, like you're immersed. Do you do you not like the immersion? But I don't feel like it, it helps the immersion for me. I feel like it pulls me out of it because I'm sitting here focused on what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden I got this shaking in my hands. Maybe I just turned it off. I mean, yeah, it's a good thing. You could just turn it off. I'd be curious from others. If you guys like haptic feedback, uh, you know, let us know. Email joystick mouse at gmail.com or chime in in the chat. Um, adaptive triggers. This is something that I think is really cool. Yeah, uh, I PS, like this. The PS5 part. controller will also feature adaptive triggers, which Sony says have been incorporated into the trigger buttons, the uh, L2 and the R2. And these adaptive triggers will allow developers to program the resistance of the triggers to simulate actions more accurately, a.k.a. pulling a trigger. If anybody's ever pulled a trigger on an actual gun, you kind of know what that means. Um, this is something that's kind of no, that's kind of new and very cool. 
you can uh, a new create button. There's no share button on the DualSense controller, but there's a create button, and it'll perform the same function and more. Uh, we're once again pioneering in uh, new ways for players to create epic gameplay content to share with the world or just to enjoy for themselves. Uh, that's a bit of a stretch about innovation, but I think that it's still <laughs> cool to uh, to see that they're uh, making they're they're really diving a little bit deeper into some of the capabilities of uh, of what they can do to share content and and create content. So, um, one of the things I thought yep. was really cool. Um, as a person that walks around his house talking to everything to turn the lights on to, you know, turn the change the colors on the bulbs, everything. Um, it's going to have voice control on the controller. Yeah. That's another pretty thing. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's got a built-in pretty microphone. Uh, super neat. I like yeah. uh, overall. And we're going to have a, uh, we're going to have a, dis um, I'm sorry, the article that we were just reviewing in the show notes take a look at all the stuff that's kind of behind the scenes on this controller i like it um i think it's a I, step it looks in the right more direction. comfortable than the one they have so yeah and, and look i mean you've heard me say on the show a number of times like i'm challenging sony a lot to be more innovative i see them kind of catching up in the controller department um so i'm hoping to see a lot more innovation on the gaming side and the console side we'll see with time but this but is this is step this is still good in my eyes here's the thing i'd like to point out about the controller for sony that controller has never kept anyone from buying a playstation what the ps4 one like the dual any shot? of them i mean they're all the same shape I mean, fundamentally, yeah, oh, I don't yeah. think there's a whole lot of difference between because the, the 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 controller that was on the PlayStation One and the controller that was on the PlayStation Four. Yeah, it's the same controller. But you know why that is? It's because of Uncharted, God of War, um, The Last oh. of Us. Did you all uh, download your free copy of the Nathan Drake collection? No, no. But I mean, I played them all. I'm not going to end up going back and playing them. But it's free. Um, yeah, I know. I'm yeah, I just have where, where did, it, I guess. Where was that at? So for the people Sony's got this uh stay at stay at home uh program thing going and they gave away two games. Actually they gave away four games. Yeah, if you're really um, so they gave away the Nathan's Wright collection and I can't remember what the other game is. They're free. They're free, they're they're like for life, they're yours. You don't have to have PS plus or anything, you know, they're just giving them away. Yep. Encouraging yeah. people so to stay just go to the PS plus. Pick them up and download them. Yep. I own them physically, but I went on and bought that digital. I got that digital license. Wonderful games. If, if you folks haven't played any of the Nathan Drake stuff, the, the Uncharted games. Oh, those Uncharted games are fantastic. That is a reason to own a PlayStation right there. It is. Uh, oh, but perhaps horror. at this uh, price point, <laughs> Diddy, talk to me about the price yeah, point. So there have so been a couple of articles out about the, about the uh, new controllers, but one of them... Uh, had some comments from some of the game developers. Now, I don't know if you guys remember back, but when the PS4 was getting ready to come out, they interviewed some of the game controllers and they, the game developers, um, and they gave their opinions about what the price point of the console would be. They were pretty much spot on. They, they had it right. And so the same people, they went back to the same people this time and asked them the same thing. 
and most of them came in around for 99 549 for the console hey you know who else said that so that's a lot of money for a game console it is it is yeah and so we'll we'll hear more about some of that as we yeah. get it and we'll they were talk they were it. spot on last time so what are you, what are you saying j dimes Oh, I was just saying, you know, who else, you know, made a prediction about the price of those consoles? I don't know. I don't know. Who is that? In that in that direction? Who is that? Somebody we know? I think so. I think I think uh, you know. It starts with the know. J ends with the dimes. Quite possibly. <laughs> I think I think both of those companies are going to take losses on um on these con consoles, the move units. Yeah, I think I think they said the the hardware cost. That or they're going to get these parts cheaper than we expect. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, somebody I don't said know. the hardware cost of the uh, PS4 was about uh, four fifty. Five fifty? No, the hardware cost. But then when oh. you throw in all the marketing and shipping and, and packaging, yeah, manufacturing, packaging and the cut that you know the other people take margin and they, yep, yeah, they lose money on it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It'll be very interesting, but uh, but we'll we'll get through that. Um, so I, you know, next up, I wanna I wanna well, actually, before we really jump into the next step, I just wanna kind of get the feedback from folks listening. If you have thoughts on the PlayStation Five controller, email us joystickandmouse at gmail .com. Um, we would love to hear about that. So uh, next on the docket, bear with me as I get back to the notes. Um, a few weeks ago, on animal on an animal cross on. Uh, an Animal Crossing New Horizons player. Jesus, I couldn't read it for a second. That wasn't Don's fault. No, that was that was that straight up me. Let's try it one more time. <laughs> a few weeks ago, an Animal Crossing's New Horizon player decided to open up a real life money shop in the game, but this site, Nukazan, Nukazan, not Nukazan, Nukazan, like you know, in the game, uh, is taking things to the next level. Diddy, do you want to chime in on this real quick? So this is really cool. This is basically, it's basically Amazon for New Horizon stuff. You can go on there and sell your extras to other people and, or look for something that you're looking for. Like, like I'm looking for all black furniture for my bedroom. And so I went on there and found somebody that had the black writing desk so that I could put that in my bedroom. It's kind of cool. It's what are you really using cool. to pay for these items? In-game currency, but which is bells. Okay. Or you can do swaps. You, you can do swaps, but they're asking for bells, which yeah. is. So here's how it works. So uh, players can search for items they want or pursue each individual subsection for a specific item. And once found, all, all available sellers have contact information like their Switch friend code or their Discord uh, handle listed so you can get in touch with them and handle the exchange. Folks can list their asking price or put objects under uh, up under the make an offer status. Think of it like a looking for group fan site that is uh, currently used yep. for games like Destiny. Um it's kind of neat. I like I just I one of the things that blows my mind about games like Animal Crossing and and you know you could say the same thing about Destiny is just like how the user base 
like takes it and blows your mind with like all the crazy shit that they do with it. You know what I mean? Well, it's like yeah, it's like anytime they open up a game to mods, mm-hmm. you just you don't expect the things that are gonna happen. I mean, we've had whole new games come out of the modding community. Duh. Um, for certain games. Yeah, like Dota. I mean, you played Team Fight Tactics, which was a mod that yeah. for for one of the other games. So yep. League of Legends, right? Um Yep. So yeah, anytime you open it up like that, the, the community and people are are really smart and creative. They'll come up with something that you don't under, don't expect. Yeah. Um, this is really cool. It's a nice way to find things um, and sort of get some payback for them. I know, like Alex and I exchanged fruit. Um, You're welcome. I've exchanged I've exchanged fruit with my wife, so that now she has all the fruits too. So. I feel like uh, I've leave. been gypped. I feel like I owe a cut of whatever. Like, um, like if I if I get a pattern and she already ha- and I already have it, mm-hmm. I'll just drop it in my island. I'll just drop it in the. You might as well, man. It's in like, the area, if somebody comes over and needs it, it, they can just yeah. pick them up. Yeah, just take, take it. it. Um. Yeah, that's funny. So let's jump into the uh, the next news topic. Uh, J Dimes, this one's yours. Oh. Um, oh, the Entertainment Software Rating Board, otherwise known as the ESRB, which is the organization that rates the content of video games, announced a new label today to indicate that a game will offer in-game purchases of loot boxes or similar types of items that provide a player with randomized rewards. Very interesting. Yeah, we've we've talked about this several times about... I, you know, I, I'm. If you don't want to use the loot boxes, don't use them. <laughs> you know, but like, really, is okay. That- so, so here's the thing, right? Yeah. This begs the question: Is the issue play to win, or are we protecting children? That is kind of where I was going with this, right? Like, are, is this more about like? And how are you protecting children when they don't have any money to pay well, for these loot boxes? Not, but it's not always about the kids with their money, right? Because these kids sometimes have like their parents' credit card. They, they okay, no, in. then that's that's a parenting issue. Listen, agreed. agreed. Listen, so, so so I told you we bought Will. No, so the game I was thinking of was not Doom. It was Detroit, that PlayStation Four game. Oh, Detroit by the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we bought him that. Vanessa said she'd buy it for him. So she gave me her credit card and we bought the game. And then once he had downloaded the game, I deleted the credit card from the account. Okay. That's what you do. Because we we learned that lesson when he was like eight. And Vanessa had her credit card tied to his Xbox. Well, actually, her Hotmail account is... Where what is tied to his gaming handle. And one Saturday, while she was at work, he was on the Xbox and he bought Borderlands and Black Ops. Oh, Jesus. And something else. Not only were they full price, but we already had the physical games. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) 
but he it doesn't know. No, he it, didn't look, know any better. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you on this because uh, again, like you learned your lesson. You're also a very savvy person. I would argue that perhaps a lot of parents out there may not know that like how to deal with some of this stuff but telling telling them that the game offers in-game purchases isn't gonna fix the credit card issue listen i'm not arguing that because i I think that at the end of the day stupid at the end of the day they need to you need to be very like you need to you got to pay attention to like what your kids are doing in these games and you have to educate yourself as a parent you have to you do but I yeah, don't think in-game purchases have anything to do with that. Yeah, I I don't like. I I I just I don't understand what the issue is. If it's if it's if the issue is pay to play or pay to win, putting a label on the game isn't going to fix it. Yeah, right. If the issue is protecting parents or giving parents an alert that, hey, your kid might ask you to come buy this stuff because you're allowed to buy it in-game. My experience is that if a parent has decided they're going to buy the kid the game, that shit ain't going to make no difference. How many times I've been in GameStop and some parent was buying Grand Theft Auto Five for their kid? And the for their little, 10-year-old? For yeah. the 10-year-old and the little person behind the counter tries to do the responsible thing and tells them, like, hey, listen, they're going to be in here having sex with prostitutes and doing blow. I don't know if that's what you want to expose your 10-year-old to. They buy the game anyway. Yeah, because the think little kid sits there and throws a tantrum and says, I want it, I want it. I yeah. ain't even seen the kids throw a tantrum. I've just seen the parents just not care. Well, there's that too, but... Well, there's so, that too. I, yeah, I, I think this is a worthless label. Did he thoughts? I think- I don't know that it does any good. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you know, yeah, I think this goes back to, you know, you should keep track of what your kids are doing. Yeah. Let me tell you, in the Division 2, if I could buy a crate, a, a loot box that guaranteed me an, uh, an exotic, but it, I just wouldn't know what it was, I'd buy it. What if it didn't guarantee you it? Maybe what if it had the chance of giving you one? I'd buy that too. If you told me I had a 15% chance of getting an exotic, like if my chance for that loot box was twice what it is to get, get one to drop in the open world, I'd buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, in the in the first division, they used to do these things called global events. And if you did the global event, you get like in-game currency. And when you built enough of it up, you could buy loot boxes. And the, the 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 loot boxes you could buy one of them that would guarantee you pieces from a specific gear set. So like if you were trying to build a striker build, you could you could get a you would know that you're gonna get something from the striker. Right. Right. Then you could just buy um a cash that was specific to the event. And you didn't you you weren't you didn't know what you were gonna get. You know, you could get any number of gear sets, whatever. Um, but you had like a 25% chance of also getting an exotic or a 15% chance of getting an exotic. Listen, it was great. You know, you, you know, it helps even out piss poor RNG RNG in games. Diddy knows all about Alex, that. Alex <laughs> and I talk about this all the time about we don't like pay to uh pay to win and all that. But you know. 
we sort of do because in the game that we play most of the time with Warcraft, if you don't go run mythics, if you don't go raid, if you, if you don't go do those things, you don't get the good loot. You don't get the cool mounts. You don't get the, you know, you got to go do those things to get to get the nice thing. So it's sort of the same way. And it's all chance. There's no, yeah. you're guaranteed this thing. Well, what, what is me, spending? It's all chance. What is spending money for the specific? And you could actually argue it's like one is, one is spending money for the specific reason of that, and then another one is just looped in with your overall subscription. But then you could even argue people are paying money, people are paying their subscription for that exact purpose, that chance of winning the thing. Yeah, and that could be the drive that they need, right? So I, I this is actually a really interesting topic, and I'm I'm curious to get uh, the uh, the. Uh, audience yeah chime in I'd, I'd let like us know you can email uh, users people yeah let us know joystick and mouse at gmail.com um, hey we got a question in the chat yeah and i was actually just about to say so right before we um before we uh, and actually instead of doing the last um news article i actually want to give a quick shout out to dark sage 9117 in the chat uh on twitch he has a really interesting question and, and i think this would be actually interesting discussion instead of talking about the the last news topic so he said, I'm interested in the upcoming game, Ghost of Tsushima, because the Mongols are the the Mongols, the, the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Sorry, <laughs> that's a weird way to say it, because the Mongols are the main antagonist. However, because this game is based around historical accuracy, is um, is it event possible to portray the Mongols? Are they as they actually were? I think I think what they're asking is like, you know, is it possible to portray the Mongols as they actually were? Um they did horrific and brutal things to all different people. They were cruel and sadistic and ruthless as well. How far do you think, uh, do you, I'm sorry, how far do you go with that until it goes from being a game a uh, player wants to play to being something that crosses a line? Uh, I do not want them to be generic villains, but I cannot imagine that they are going to go all out with them either. So what's the perfect uh, versus going too far? And we have some pretty horrific things in games over the years, but this is something else entirely, or is the chance to be because of who the main villains are? Um, great, great question, great topic, and, and I, I don't, I don't mind jumping into this. And in fact, the first thing that I thought about is like, you know, at what point do we take it too far? Uh, I think of that one scene in Call of Duty: Modern Warfare where you shoot up an airport. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you where they got that from. Spec Ops the Line. Oh boy! All right. Well, we're not going to make it all about Spec Ops the Line. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, because that's that's I'm, legit. I'm just. Yeah, I, I'm just pointing out that like that's a game where the entire premise of the game is you as the character have to make like really terrible decisions. Yeah. Um. You there know. Good. There have been a lot of games recently that make you make really hard decisions. Because war is terrible. <laughs> because war is terrible. Because the zombie apocalypse is terrible. Yep. Because you know which one? Do you, uh, one that we talk about all the time, which is uh, um, the the um, Walking Dead one. The choice you have to make Clementine. at the end of season two is oh, season too. one. Yeah, they're all rough. Brutal. That at choice is brutal. And also, you know, I think I think when we think about, uh, so I'm just going to take the latest Call of Duty for instance. So if you play through the story, great story, really, really good story. There's a part in it where 
you are a child experiencing very, uh, for lack of better terms, very fucked up shit, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you, um, you see dead children. You, you are watching people get brutally murdered. You know, you could say that they experience that in a lot of, in a lot of different games. I think there's also something to be said about the context in which you experience that. When you kind of think about how games immerse you into the world of whatever character that you're playing as, um, I think to Dark Sage's point, you know, yeah, like at what point is too much too much? Uh that that's a that's a really tough question to answer and I think it really depends on the person and your own appetite, perhaps appetite or tolerance. Uh I'm trying to think of like the right word here. But like you as an individual, what is right for you to experience? Um for me, I'm not the type of person that's going to take that and be like, yeah, I'm going to go shoot up a town. Like that's just not going to happen because I have yeah. a good head on my shoulder. Um, I, I'm also, you know, I, I don't know. I've, I've never been prone to violence. Like this is something that um, I, I've experienced in video games for a very long time. And I think that it's, um, I think that for me, seeing things uh experiencing a video game and playing a single player game is an opportunity to immerse myself into an experience and easily separate myself from that experience so i'm able to jump in and experience in ghost of tsushima experience what those perhaps the mongols were doing in those cases uh and separate myself from it here in the real world and realize that that is um something separate uh, and this goes back to the age old, you know, dilemma of, hey, do video games cause, you know, violence in, in people? Um, bo- well, bottom I, line, I think no, but uh, J Dimes, go ahead. Chime in. I, about to say something. I think, I don't know. I, I think maybe more to Dark Sage's question might be is there a way to do this game? that doesn't either glorify the actions of the Mongols or whitewash it, right? Like, yeah. Is, is there, is there a story that you can tell that can tell the truth, but not glorify? Yeah. I know. I messed up acts. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, yeah, Could, would anybody ever make a World War II game from the from the perspective of the Nazis? Has that ever been done? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, that's that's maybe not, the closest thing I can. Not think. that I know of, but but think about that. Would that be too far? Would it be too far to do it from the point of the Nazis? I think so. Yeah, it's like, and again, this goes back to like the point I was trying to make, right? Like, at what point are you as a player? I think that there's also talk about, okay, what does the developer think? And like, what are those people thinking about, you know, developing this? But let's not even go there. Let's just think about you as the person experiencing what you're experiencing in that game. And Ghost of Tsushima is a good example of this because of the Mongols and the terrible things that that Genghis Khan did and, and all that stuff. I have a sneaky suspicion well, okay. that they're going to try to whitewash it. I mean, so, they very well might, right? Like, so yes, I think you can go too far. <laughs> I do know that there were games, games recently, that caught 
a whole lot of backlash and were actually pulled because you had to go into a school and and shoot. Ooh, shoot what was that? Oh God, you're right. I, I forgot about that. That yeah. was I, that was not too long ago that that was pulled. There was another one that was pulled that you had to go into a movie theater and shoot people. There's another one where you had to like rape girls or something. It, yeah. Yes, it is so yes, okay. you can. So yeah. uh, to his point, yes, you can go too far. Um, there are just certain things, and like we were talking about, like World War Two. From yeah, I think you that would be crossing a line that you don't want to cross. Yeah, and that's a good point. Like like me as somebody, uh, you wouldn't catch me playing any of those games where you're having to rape a girl I, or shoot up a school like that. Yeah, I wouldn't play those like, games anyways. That's but, not what I want to support as a as a gamer either. You know, uh, but I think that for this specific game, like Ghost of Tsushima, even perhaps like uh, I think that they could get away with not necessarily whitewashing it, but, you know, kind of uh, doing um, showing some of the things that happened back then tastefully as yeah. tastefully as you can. Um, no, I'm not against violence in a video game. There no, are yeah. a lot of games that I play that are exceptionally violent. Um, but I also know I, I have enough wherewithal to know that it's a video game and right. not real and, 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 you know, this isn't real life and this is escapism and it's not something I would ever contemplate in the real world. Yeah. And this is an interesting question. So again, shout out to dark sage in the chat. Uh, thanks again for the follow and uh, yeah, great if, question. You know, great. If anybody great else topic. has any thoughts on that topic, uh, would certainly welcome it. It's a, this is, this kind of goes back to that violence and video game, uh, sort of mentality that, that we tend to talk about a little bit on this show. Um, so you're welcome to email in joystick and mouse at gmail.com. Um, we do have some quick, uh, news around the, uh, the, the stream game streaming industry. So, why don't we jump into that with uh, an article that J-Dimes is going to do. Here we go. J-Dimes, what you got? EA is announcing their cloud gaming technical trial. CTO, uh, Chief Technology Officer, Ken Moss, uh, shares EA's vision for the future of cloud gaming. Yep, and uh, this is kind of... Uh, so... Yeah, go, go ahead. This goes, back, this goes back to the whole thing. We keep talking about this. Who has the clout? Who has the money? Who has the ability and the IPs and everything to do this? I don't see EA doing it. This is ridiculous. Uh, this is I, yeah, turning this is, into this is turning but, into streaming media. Like <laughs> yeah, everybody's got their own streaming channel. But is this so EA? This is it just is, dude. so damn. Like instead of a them dollar, partnering, a day late and a dollar short, man. Yeah. The whole. All the time. Uh, like, instead of them just partnering with somebody like a GeForce now to perhaps give exclusive content or, or Stadia or, like, somebody else is doing it. It's like, <laughs> fucking, do like, 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 ah, uh, uh, so, uh, yeah. You, you know what the problem is? Go ahead. So, like, if you, th if you think back to, like, cord cutting, right? Yeah. So, when, when cord cutting really took off, there was already Netflix, right? There was already like the big player. And then you kind of had Hulu, but Hulu was taking an aggregate of content from like different providers and putting it all under one house. And then you got everybody and their mama offering their own little streaming services. Yep. But there was already some big providers that were already kind of monopolizing the market. 
So you kind of had to like figure your way around them. The problem with gaming is, well, I guess gaming kind of is in the same place. Steam does have a very large monopoly, but, but not in that arena. Game, they're they're basically a clear. They're like well. PC game, yeah. But so is Netflix. At the beginning, yeah, at the like beginning, it was very was. late when Netflix started really doing a lot of their own. Yeah, but Valve doesn't really have their own. I mean, they have one, one or two games, but they don't really have Half their... Life and that entire engine of CS:GO and right. all that. And yeah, like really, I feel like some of these big publishing houses should have done what what the networks did with Hulu and gotten together and created a service. Yeah, see, EA they should have done what like Epic the, is trying to do. Yeah, EA seems like the perfect partner for GeForce. It, it just—you would have thought they'd have, they'd have picked somebody and just said, "All right, we're going to go with you guys, and we'll put all our stuff on on your platform." Everybody thinks they're big enough to keep a hundred percent of the money. But this is so EA. This is—they just no vision. Um, they just no all. They should, or one or the other. They should have gone with Stadia, or they should have gone with GeForce. Them and um, them and Ubisoft should have gotten together, worked something out. So, so along those lines, GeForce had like three other publishers pull their games this week. Oh, who else pulled? I don't remember the exact companies. Um, the thing that GeForce has going for them is the people that are still with them are Ubisoft and Epic. So those are two companies that if you have well, them. See, like, so Epic that. is is both having their own house mm-hmm. and supporting GeForce. Well, but Epic isn't doing a, a stream gaming stream service. Oh, that's right, right. They, they just provide, have a digital storefront. They just provide the content. Yeah. Yeah. They provide yeah. they provide the content. They're and taking on Steam as G-Force, a clearinghouse, but yeah, GeForce is the channel in which you experience yeah. it. Yeah. And and here's the thing. GeForce works great. Really? The whole, I, my only I complaint, have, 4K. No 4K. It's losing. Yeah, I have, I have a Core i5 sitting over there that has integrated graphics. And I can play uh, Tomb Raider on it. And it looks really good. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, let us know your thoughts on how EA is jumping into the uh, to the realm here. Of, of so Fox they games. lost Warner Brothers, uh, yeah. Xbox yeah. Game Studios, Codemasters, <laughs> and Clay Cly Entertainment, Oof. and then Bethesda and Two K left already. Right. So you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. So G Force is letting you buy it from other stores. And then stream. I don't understand why. I don't understand why these publishers are upset about. I have no idea why anybody is upset about this, other than they have must have an agreement with somebody else. The only thing I can think of. I mean, other uh, it's either that or they had something baking where they were like, "We're going to make our own streaming service, like EA." Right. You know, so let us know your thoughts on EA because but this, this isn't even really impacting them. It, but it, it but it, because either way, yeah. they're getting money for the game. Uh, yeah, yeah, 
I agree. I just think you you, you stick with what you're good at, right? Like EA is quote unquote good at making video games. You you put a video game out there. You let people decide how they're going to consume it. Give them the the option of what platform. So, um, real quick because we're running out of time here, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the video game review of the week. Yes, and the reviews were so mixed. They I'm were surprised. All right, so today I am talking to you, friends. About a game that we played a bit about. Oh, there's the sound right there, but we're not gonna we're not gonna play the sound. Instead, I'm just gonna show you if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash AlexLBSU. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm playing a lot of that. That's a pretty good stuff right there. Great Japanese RPG turned into modern day Japanese RPG. Um, and a lot can go wrong, and I'll tell you what, a lot does not go wrong. Because that that's pretty anticlimactic. This is very good. This game is very, very, very good. It had a lot of opportunity to really screw up. You're talking about a title that was that is beloved by many. It is a title that I've owned on, uh, like I bought like four or five times <laughs> on a variety of different platforms, from PC to various consoles um, to mobile platforms. I have bought Final Fantasy VII on a lot of different places. And what's great about it on uh, PlayStation 4 is that it is the same story up to where I've played now. I've heard some things about the ending that are a little controversial, but uh, I haven't gotten that far, so I'm not even going to talk about it, and I'm avoiding all spoilers at, uh, just as it is. But you, uh, you get the same sort of experience playing this game and familiarity with the storyline that you do uh, playing Final Fantasy VII on, you know, let's say PlayStation 1. It is such a great experience. The graphics, first of all, are beautiful. The combat is, I think, a lot of fun, really engaging, a lot to think about. You have a normal uh, mode where you can just, like, kind of fight and hack and slash like you do in Kingdom Hearts there, Don. I know that's your favorite thing in the whole world to do. Uh, as he shakes his head, uh, saying no. Uh, but I think for for me, I love hack and slash like that, and and you could also slow things down, cast and uh, and plan out your staggers, um, etc. So you you can attack uh, more efficiently, etc. So the gameplay is very good. The story takes you in different twists and turns than what you would even expect from having played the game numerous times, like I have. Uh, you get a lot more context about some of the side characters. In Final Fantasy VII Remake, than you do in any of the uh, anything that I would have expected from this game. Uh, you you get an appreciation for people like Jesse and Biggs and Wedge, and they, they have a bit more of a prominent role in in what you uh, what you do. It, just very rewarding. So it makes them very rewarding characters. Another big shout out to the voice actors. This is a wonderfully produced game. The music is amazing. Um, the the voice acting, uh, the the emotion that you get out of them, you know, some of the things that you get from Japanese games in general is a little like overdone voice acting. It's not like that in this game. This is very uh, authentic, genuine, beautiful emotion, and uh, I, I highly, highly recommend this experience. Are so, these the same graphics? I know, I know they're not the same, like resolution. Uh huh. But are you seeing the same things that you would have seen in the original game? Pretty much, just better graphics. Pretty much. 
like uh you know it's all like when you're playing the original game it's kind of top down esque you know sort of in this it's very much like you play from a third person perspective but the visual cues are very familiar so uh when immediately when you walk into the uh, mako reactor five or, or wherever you're going in that very beginning part as i'm running down that that um that catwalk to kind of take that right and go into the reactor room where I have to plant the bomb and, and, you know, fight the first boss. You know, that's not a spoiler because my God, the game has been out for 20 years or something that, that is all so familiar. And while you're not seeing it in the same perspective, being kind of top down, you're immediately familiar with your entire surroundings. For me, it was a wonderful nostalgic trip and I can't wait to experience more of the game uh again some surprises here and there from a storyline perspective that kind of almost fleshed out a little bit better but uh like in general man it's just it's a wonderful experience i i highly recommend it if you enjoy hack and slash good story rpg sort of uh sort of experience so i was looking for the game on amazon because i wasn't sure if it was a playstation only um which it it looks like it is but it looks like it's sold out everywhere I just bought it digitally. So, and you can download the demo to play. I I played through the demo, which is the first first piece in the in the uh, plant there. Yeah. Um, and it reminded me too much of Kingdom. Hearts. Yep, not a game that you're. And, and it's really it's really weird that I don't particularly care for the combat in this game. But like I like the combat in God of War. It's a different. It's a different type of hack and slash, though, dude. I almost saw yeah, it as like just... this is more strategic hack and slash, whereas that's more just straight hack and slash. When I say that is God of War is more just straight mash the buttons, kill the thing, and and don't think twice about it. This you can play it on easy, and it's kind of like that. But there's still a little bit of okay. You you go into your tactical, you know, strategic. Well. You go into your little strategic menu there. You 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 choose what spell that you want to cast. Everything's going super slow. Casts and then you know it goes into full you know full speed mode. So I, I think that you could. It's it's not as consistently fast paced as something like God of War, and that's why I think you don't like it. And, and that's okay. That's why I'm saying if you enjoy that sort of gameplay uh you know it's, it's it's worth giving a shot so uh so diddy you think you're ever gonna pick it up and play it or no oh i might eventually maybe it goes on sale sometime yep and uh i get it for half price or something you know then i'll probably might pick it up and play it and, and by the way this is just a uh, one part of the overall experience of your time playing in the final fantasy 7 uh story Especially the, if it comes to PC. If it comes to PC, that'd be great. Yeah, because you could play it. It look beautiful on your rig. Is it supposed to come to PC at some point? It is. Yep, I think so. I think they were hinting at it at least. But yeah, this will this will have a um, a multi staged release. Like there will be additional parts that get released. So uh, you will experience additional protagonists that join your party, etc. The story will continue. Uh, so, uh, great cash grab for Square Enix, and I think they deserve it because it's wonderful. So, 
Uh, that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Let us know if you're playing that game because I love it and would love to hear if you love it. And dudes, with that, that's a show. Let's clap it out. Thanks to everybody who uh, who chimed in in the chat today. Thank you for watching live over at twitch.tv slash alexalvisu. Normally on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, but today we're doing it on a Tuesday because my audio stuff was stupid. As a reminder, you can head over to joystickandmouse.com. You can follow all of us through our uh, contact information there for me, for Diddy, and for J-Dimes. Follow us on your favorite podcatcher. Don't miss a single episode if you're listening to this thing not live. Uh, and while you're at your favorite podcatcher, leave us a five-star rating. That lets other people know how to get in touch with us. So until next time, Diddy. See you later, folks. J-Dimes. Later, peoples. See everybody. Stay safe. Bye-bye. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>